Yo, Tommy Wommy, tightrope Tommy. Riding his little subtle cycle across Niagara Falls, huh? Tiptoe Tommy. Here to serve. Mm-hmm. Here to serve. Lip balm Tom Wom. Looping up his lips to kiss my butt. Possession, season four, episode four, and Yellow Jackets, season two, episode four, are both over. But we're just getting started making them fight each other in the PSR versus arena. That's right, everybody. It is the return of the versus podcast. And here we are to kiss the butts of two great shows this week. Just call <laughs> us Tom Woms. I'm Josh Wigler. I'm Latanya, joined by Latanya Starks. Hi, Latanya. You're Latanya Starks? I would like, what if we freaky Friday'd? Uh, it would be exactly the same, uh-huh. just in different locations. <laughs> know, that's totally true. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> a lot would change. Uh, but I'm up for it. I don't know. I don't know if we need like a magic lamp to make it happen or whatever. But LT, we've got two great episodes of these two shows that we've made fight each other to talk about this yeah. week. No, like one major thing that shadows the entire week. We have like two really strong episodes of both of these really strong shows to talk about. I am happy for a more evenly matched week. Yes. Uh, is it more evenly matched? I guess. Um, <laughs> it's more evenly matched for sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I guess uh, when you're do- dealing with probabilities, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we've got two to talk about. We've got Honeymoon States to discuss on the succession tip. And we've got Old Wounds over on yellow jackets we're going to talk about both of these episodes of tv we are going to talk about them individually and then we're going to talk about them in collaboration with one another in fact in competition with one another uh, the, the both hunters in their own rights latanya mm-hmm. uh we shall see which one brings back the big game uh <laughs> of course we are here on the versus podcast feed if you are not subscribed you're going to want to do that postshowrecaps.com slash versus is the RSS link when you want to search by URL. We are also in the Succession and Yellow Jackets podcast feeds. Uh, Shouts to all of you out there. It's been really fun on both of these podcast feeds in the Yellow Jackets arena. Jess Sterling and Grace Leader just talked to Nicole Maines from the Yellow Jackets cast. So that was was really fun. Did you get a chance to, to listen to that one? I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but it's on the list of things to do today. Yes, a very exciting conversation. A lot of fun was had uh nicole mains who plays lisa who has a really big episode in this Mm -hmm. uh this week's yellow jackets uh and uh we've got tons of succession coverage still ongoing while we are very close to episode five of yellow jackets we're still early in the week for our succession coverage so look forward to a whole lot more unpacking of the honeymoon states beginning right now Hey everyone. Yes, uh, hey, Greg. Greg. Hey. Um, in case it comes out, we wanted you to be aware that you're on a piece of paper. Uh, a side letter left by Logan with some wishes and disbursements. Okay. Uh, it, yeah. In, in what uh, capacity? In, in what fashion? You're an addendum of miscellaneous matters in pencil with a question mark. Nevertheless. Latanya. We've mm-hmm. got honeymoon states to cover as succession was the big winner last week. So it was as the rules dictate, despite the fact that we violated them last week, <laughs> we got to talk about succession. Nevertheless. Yeah. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. What if it's Greg in the end? 
I mean, I do think we talked about this a bit on the live show uh, that the cousin Greg question mark is like yeah. the closest thing to a feather in the cap of this long held belief that Greg would somehow that the Hirsch shall somehow inherit the <laughs> earth. Uh-huh. Uh, are you starting to feel like a cousin Greg win is somewhere in the future? It's not out of the question. No, Mark. Uh, his name, sorry, I had to do that. And then I immediately regretted Did you? it. No, Did you have to? I had to, I, something inside of me told me to do it. I no, understand. but, uh, <laughs> but no, I think that him even being in the conversation, him even being on that sheet of paper, you know, not no legal, like it's not signed. It's not dated. We don't know anything. It doesn't, it wasn't even sent to the attorney. But yeah. it was in Logan's personal safe, and that has to mean something. So this is a really fun week of the Versus podcast for both of these shows because I think while we are going to make them fight each other, there's a lot of like internal conflict that's yes. happening uh, within both of these shows as well, like different competitions and people vying for the same thing. But even beyond what's happening in the plot, at least in the case of Succession this week, Latanya, there mm-hmm. is like a Versus happening among the Succession audience. The question of, is Kendall's name underlined or crossed out? This has been like a fierce battle that's being waged between two different factions within the succession community. Latanya Starks, your thoughts? I think that there are arguments for both sides. I think that it's possible I that... I can't believe you're going to both sides this thing. Unbelievable. I, I mean, what? <laughs> there are, are good arguments for both sides. Logan yes. sitting at his desk with a whiskey and a pencil. Maybe he underlines like that. He's um, like wibbly wobbly. Yeah. Exactly. But also, Logan sitting at his desk with a whiskey and a pencil. Maybe he does the old-fashioned strike through, which starts under the letters. And technically, the most letters are crossed out there are more letters crossed out than there are underlined should we say crossed off (laughs) you can i I will try i did uh but yeah there are more letters crossed off than there are underlined so yeah there are pretty good arguments on both sides what do you think uh i'm team underline uh i believe in the underline i feel like it's the underline uh i maybe maybe i want to believe because that feels less chaotic to me somehow if it's i was gonna say there's way less conflict if it's underlined than if it's clearly crossed out. You know, I mean, like, there's I, still a lot of conflict, but like a little less. Yeah. I hate to be shiv on this one. Is it underlined or is it crossed off? Mm-hmm. Like it's crossed yeah. out. Yeah. Sure. But there are good arguments on both sides. Shiv. Shiv. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was low. Yeah, um, it was low. That was yeah. foreshadowing is what that was. Uh, Mike Bloom, the great. Mike Bloom, uh, your Barry podcast co-host, Mike Bloom, uh, posted in the Discord a screenshot from the Succession Reddit. Uh, The Succession Reddit headline was how Logan crosses out documents. Mm -hmm. uh, And the evidence is from Too Much Birthday, uh, from the Too Much Birthday episode of Succession, when Kendall Roy gets the birthday card with the very nice gift, which is like the offer of the buyout. Uh, mm. Happy birthday is crossed out. And underneath it says cash out and F off. Uh, and happy birthday is crossed out very cleanly. Straight lines oh. through in the midsection of happy and birthday. Uh, and I will also you think point Logan out. Logan wrote that? Uh, 
Um, uh, do you think that he just like dictated to Carrie to write cash yeah. out and F off? Yeah, I could buy that. I could totally buy that. Um, I could for sure buy that. Alex in the Discord also uh, uh, responded by saying, do we really think a show that has no actual timeline would actually make sure to have the same style of crossing out between card and paper? The show is spot on with dialogue and character, but I'm not sure it goes that far in being consistent. I think that's also a really fair <laughs> that's point. That's a good point. Um, yeah, the that's a lot of consistency. The only thing that if they were like trying to be consistent here and if like the show has an opinion on this LT mm -hmm. is that the director of Honeymoon States, uh, Lorenz Scafaria, is, oh, yeah. the, is the director of Too Much Birthday. Uh, so there is like director crossover specifically with this episode where Logan maybe himself, maybe with an assistant had crossed out some words before. But it's a very exciting battle. I love that Succession does this to us. Uh, you know, and that Logan did this. That Logan did this to Kendall. Uh, yeah. Like he he did all of this on purpose because he knew that people would be around bickering after yeah. he was gone. And even from like you know whatever funeral home they said he was at, he is sowing discord amongst a group of people. Yeah, somewhere uh, Logan Roy is smiling. So much fighting happening in this episode. I really don't know which is my favorite. Just kidding. I do. It is like <laughs> the vultures. It is the the Keystone Fs, as they are called. Uh, and Carl, specifically. Carl. Just savagely fighting anybody for for that top job. Just overall, what did, what did you think of this one? Basically, like, uh, one-act play type stuff here in Honeymoon States. I loved it. I, I absolutely love this episode. I didn't know um, if Succession could top itself last week uh, from last week. But honestly, I think that this episode is just as good as last week's. It's just a different vibe. Yeah. yeah. Um, the energy's different. The energy's way different. And anyone, But anyone who's ever been through an incident with a loved one who passed away very rapidly knows exactly what this is like. And it, it really does go from that emergent, I need all of the information that you have for me right now, to disbelief, to kind of this weird afterglow of a bubble that eventually bursts. And so we get to see kind of Kendall at the beginning of this episode, like he opens the episode for us, and we follow him into the apartment, and we watch as the bubble bursts with this letter. Is it underlined? Is it crossed off? It doesn't matter. Because at the end, Kendall's got a smile on his face. And that's a big difference than what happened at the beginning of the episode. A worrisome piece of paper. Very troubling. <laughs> Very troubling. Yeah, I think that this episode is amazing. This has been one that's been really fun to rewatch when you can like yes. kind of track all the characters' various arcs within this episode. Mm -hmm. Ridiculously satisfying. Deeply, deeply afraid of CEO Kendall. Uh, so much so, yeah. LT, that I'm like not even thinking about CEO Rome, which is a problem. Who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a big problem for Roman. He got completely cut out of a major decision. And it's, I mean, he wasn't even around for it. Yeah. Like, for, as far as Roman was concerned, he was just like, how about you never bring us this disgusting stuff again? And Kendall is like, no, we need the disgusting. Do the disgusting. He wants they, to be the new disgusting brothers. He does. Uh, <laughs> the disgusting brothers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is just wild the move that Kendall makes and the smile that he has on his face when he does it.
Yeah. Uh, how long before Hugo's, like, at least his business blood is spilled on the streets? Feels like not terribly long before he is just, like, ceremonially killed off by Kendall Roy. Oh, it's, it feels like not long at all. Like, yeah. he, this is a huge mistake that yeah. his daughter makes um, that he probably helped with. Uh, you know? So, Definitely. Yeah. 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 Huge, huge mistake. Huge, you, you really huge mistake. You really can't keep people around when they've done something like that. Like, that kind of signs their own letter. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's why Kendall's like, I've got no problem just, uh, like, shoving you straight into the deep end of the shark-infested waters. Right. Uh, so that's his move there. Some big reveals to us, but not to the other characters. Siobhan is pregnant, LaTanya. <laughs> <laughs> That is essentially what happened when they said that she was pregnant and then her 20-week scan would be coming up. Because that, I mean, the the immediate question I had was, with whose child? Yeah. Um, what? You don't think it's Tom? No, I think it is Tom's. I think that the fact that she's about to be 20 weeks gives it, like, enough time going backwards for it to be Tom. Yeah. If, if it was, like... If, you know, any earlier in the pregnancy, I'd be like, whoa. Mm. Uh, yeah, but did I we did miss like count. some off screen shenanigans with Nate? Did Nate come back? Well, he is later in the preview. Probably. So. Yeah, he is in a preview. Yeah. Yeah. You, there are some boyfriends that you really never can get rid of. Uh huh. He's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, as far as how this is going to impact the show moving forward, do you have any theories that are percolating about Siobhan's pregnancy? Well, it wasn't great when she fell. Yeah, that was probably that was bad. not wonderful. Um, yeah, I just I can't imagine her going through a divorce in the public eye while being pregnant with the child with Tom's child. I mean, like I can't even calculate the amount of things that Tom would do to try to make this work. Um, it, even if he had to like legally force it to work. Um, it's it's a little terrifying, honestly. Just like any pregnancy news, it's terrifying. And I don't think Siobhan knows what to do with it. She's completely got her head in the game, but has this... It's just whenever she sees Tom, the expression on her face just changes so drastically because she remembers for a second, damn it, I have this huge secret yeah. that at some point I'm going to have to tell him because... You know, we've gotten like we're getting to the point where, you know, decisions have to be made yeah. or have, will have already have had to been made. Yeah. I wonder if Siobhan like partly thinks like I could probably just like get away with not seeing Tom. Right. Ever again, <laughs> uh, which I don't think is how that will play. But no. I, I could imagine like some. I, I mean, I think one of the things that's interesting about Shiv's story right now, at least from like the versus POV, is it's in some ways it's like Siobhan versus Siobhan. Like I feel like there's yeah. like competing versions of her and like what matters and like uh you know so, you know what's standing in her own way and what does she yeah. need to get past. But on that same point, she simultaneously now has to like slug it out with everybody else because they may call it the three B Latanya, but that did not feel very three B to me. Oh no. Siobhan got totally effed like she saw it happening um and you could feel it happening when you were watching the show like the the 
getting a twofer, um, but then not allowing her and saying, you're going to be across all of it. You'll know everything that happens. You'll be involved in every decision. And immediately the first decision that is made, Siobhan is not involved in at mm-hmm. all yeah. or consulted. So it's terrible. Plus she's going to have to do all this while being pregnant. Yeah. Like, it's ex- it's like extreme difficulty. Extreme difficulty plus, you know, those men don't need any more reasons to say that she's unfit to leave. Mm-hmm. And a pregnancy is the biggest target that someone could point to if in the corporate world if ever I did see one. And it really sucks that that's the truth, but it is. Yeah. I've been tracking how Shakespearean all of this is. And Godfatherian as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the I, Kendall move is like straight Michael Corleone. Yes, exactly. Um, which is really very interesting. I mean, it gets us back to the conversation that we started with, which is who comes out on top at the end. And I think that it's really like interesting to look at all the different players and to know that it honestly could be any one of them that ends up on top. Um, and that's terrifying in every way yeah i'd be scared i'd be scared of any one of these people succeeding to be totally honest with you yes yeah just sell the thing off get rid of it seriously or maybe go live your lives maybe don't maybe don't because then like they can't like touch pgm uh i don't know i just don't want them to have any of it i don't want them to have any of it either but also how much money does connor have so much money and an obscene amount of money. I think $63 million for the apartment yes. is a very easy. Okay. Well, we'll discuss that in the generational wealth category. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> like, I was just like, how much money does he have? A lot. Uh, yeah. We'll get to a, it. <laughs> a lot. Or he's just being very, very foolish with his funds, which is well, also very possible. That's possible. This, this episode made me go back and start watching from the beginning. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. And so I've been picking, trying to see what I can pick up on. And did you know that Connor owns five farms as well as the water rights to all of those farms? All in like the same area? Is it all in like the same Austerlitz sure. region? I'm not sure. How many just... different Austerlitzes does he have? <laughs> Small army of Austerlitzes. Yeah. Yeah. What is your deal? Elaborate. Um, I mean, how can you just be here? Do you not have a job? Oh, no. I haven't had a job in years. I'm a millionaire. Well, a multi-millionaire, technically. <laughs> no, you're not. Remember that scaffolding company who got sued a few years back when their beams came loose and caused a torrent of bricks to hit that poor guy who was walking under it? Well, he had to have a metal plate put in his head and settled in court for $6 million. Yeah, the whole thing's on YouTube. Even the experts don't know how I survived. You want to see? Let's talk about Yellow Jackets and let's start. Can we start with Walter and Misty? Speaking of multimillionaires, who knew that Elijah Wood, that Walter, he, that's he my got, guy, got some stuff dropped on his head and he got six million dollars for yep. it. Yeah, that's exactly the type of guy that you would think that would happen to. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wasn't surprised at all when he said he was a multimillionaire. I was like, of course you are. I love it. She's like, so what was the, how are you able to be here? What's your job? Oh, I don't have one. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I just wander around doing uh, adventures on my $6 million budget. Uh, I so I know some people. I'm just saying. I wasn't I, surprised. I love this episode. I, re- I, really, <laughs> I, I really liked this one for a lot of different reasons. 
but the Misty and Walter stuff is like I'm I'm like I'm I'm being like a real sucker for how much I'm enjoying this. Uh, the montage that they have, this is the umami moment for me this week. Is the certain je ne sais quoi? They're doing like the something stupid better call Saul montage here on Yellow Jackets as they're like brushing their teeth. <laughs> In I their know. respective rooms, wearing that like very creepy like serial killer face mask. No, it's just stuff. a face mask. Not on Elijah Wood, it wasn't. <laughs> on Elijah Wood, <laughs> on Elijah Wood, that was like Elijah Wood is wearing like he met like a golden man out <laughs> in the woods, killed him, and took his face. That's what uh -huh. that looked like. <laughs> That was messed up. That wasn't all right. That was not just a face mask to me. <laughs> but right. I loved it. I loved it. I really loved it. I thought that this episode had like a lot of really fun, um, like two-hander energy, like a bunch yeah. of different, like uh, like would be winning copious amounts of uh, MTV on-screen duo awards. Oh, for this yeah. One. Like, Good point. Whether it was like Misty and Walter or even like Van and Ty in this mm -hmm. episode, uh natalie and lisa i thought that the storyline there was so good this mm. week what did you think of uh week four of yellow jackets i really enjoyed it um i did i cannot believe what shauna did this week like <laughs> i know I, uh, I was surprised shameful that moment the first, yeah <laughs> the first thing that you said but i i'm I could not get over what Shauna did. And yeah. I, I just, Shauna is spiraling right now. It's not great. It's not great. And like some of it feels like it's very deliberate. Like she, mm -hmm. like she's kind of like hinted at this, right? That like she likes the danger, the unpredictability, the not knowing how it's going to end. Man, it's like one thing to not read spoilers, you know? <laughs> it's like one thing to not read the spoilers because you don't know, want to know how it ends. And it's another thing to like, just like be like burning every single thing in sight so that the only way it could possibly end is either death by fire or some yeah. form of deus ex machina that you're waiting to have happen, which is not. Yeah, helpful. terrifying. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, I, there is definitely no forethought involved. And if Doesn't it is, like it's, it. it's very uh, confused. Yeah. Shauna the bad guy. When do we start thinking about, like, Shauna's sort of, like, <sighs> the bad guy of Yellow Jackets? Is this a possibility that we're, like, careening slowly towards, like... I mean, all these people were deeply traumatized. Latonya. Yeah. Rightly Shana's so. Shauna's been a villain, though. Shauna's been yeah. a villain since she stabbed that dude in the guts. Yeah. You mean you just murdered an innocent person? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She said to her teenage daughter. I, to her teen daughter. Don't tell anyone. She told a teen who's yeah. friends with a cop. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's bad. That's especially bad because Callie hasn't said anything about, uh, well, I guess she said, like, I've been going and drinking with a friend. And with a friend. Stop. Yeah. Uh, but she doesn't know that it's a cop. Uh, so hopefully Callie figures that out fast. But for yeah. the purposes of drama... Somehow, I suspect it's gonna it's gonna take a minute. Um, gosh, I don't know what's gonna happen ultimately with like where does Jeff factor into everything that's going on with the Shauna storyline, Latanya? But like, man, he's really having a hard time here. I feel like Jeff should just be happy he's still alive. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah, Jeff is having a tough time. 
Um, he is not understanding a lot of the decision-making that's going on on Shauna's end with complete understandability. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just also feels like he's always on the back foot in this show. So it's it's really weird, the dynamic that they have. And they try to make it work because they do deep down love each other and care for one another and are also bonded in trauma. But yeah, it's just wild. I, I'm not... And I, I'm also not even sure if he knows about Wilderness Baby. Yeah, I mean, so he's read the diary. He's read her journal. Uh, okay. we, know, we know that, but like how much of that did she get into in her journal? Right. And we don't know where that ultimately winds up. I think we've kind of ruled out that Callie is, uh, is right. the baby just because of time. And Yellow Jackets is a show that cares about the timeline. They uh, are. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> I, I don't know if this was the first time I really started thinking about it, but this episode at least was like one of the most pointed times that I've been thinking about, especially now with Callie kind of as an accomplice. I don't think that it's unreasonable to expect that they may just eat him at some point in time. <laughs> I think that it's totally possible that like some sort of collaborative deal, uh, Shauna uh, and Callie, or maybe even just Shauna, we're going to kill Jeff and we're just going to eat him. I think it could happen, LT. I'm terrified of it, but I do think it could happen. It's not completely out of the realm of possibility. Like I'm not laughing at you like you're a fool right now because yeah. you're totally right. It could happen. And that's the type of show that Yellow Jackets is. And that's why I love it. Because yeah. it means that something as wild as Shauna murdering and then dismembering her husband and eating him could occur. Could occur. Uh, other storylines from Yellow Jackets. Uh, there's the hunt. The oh my hunt. God, this was the dumbest idea in the world. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, Lottie does have all these magic powers. She could just walk out there and do like cool druid shit and get us <laughs> bears and stuff. Yeah, that's essentially what everybody who was on Lottie's side was rooting for. Yeah. A druid down. Yeah, uh, so it's like, yeah, just Lottie, go in wild shape and, like, bring us back some <laughs> some animal stuff. Right. Lottie didn't really seem, like, super psyched about signing on for this. Like, I felt pretty bad for Lottie throughout this whole episode, actually, yeah. on both timelines. Yeah. She's really, she's really struggling. She's struggling hard. It's, it's hard to be a prophet, you know? You could speak yeah. from experience. I've heard. I've heard tell. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, no, Lottie is having a really bad episode she is hallucinating in both timelines but about different things and she nearly freezes to death in the uh teen version of her timeline and then just randomly her doctor's on sabbatical like i would that would freak me out like if if i went to therapy for an emergency session and they were like nope new therapist i would be like no that that has ruined everything yeah that's Um, tough that's tough. <laughs> yeah. So, and and then she's having these hallucinations, and in both episodes, she's shedding blood. So, just not yeah. a great week. Yeah. The uh, the the food court mall scene, like we went to like the Stranger Things Star Court Mall uh, uh-huh. vision, was was great because it meant more Laura Lee, which I'm always down for. Dressed like uh, Alice from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, uh, and that was really really cool. I liked that vision scene. The thing that I liked less was Lottie as an adult uh, cutting her hand 
for uh-huh. the blood the blood sacrifice. You remarked before we hit record. Uh, and thus far, we've only recorded the one time. Uh, so everyone <laughs> should be very excited for Latanya and I. Fingers Fresh crossed. takes. Fresh takes. Fresh takes. Uh, you were remarking, Elsie. I was like, they always do that. They always they do. do like, in the shows, they always cut like that same one spot. I, I wasn't feeling well recently, so I rewatched American Horror Story uh, Apocalypse. Uh huh. And there which is, one is that? Which one's a po- Is that the like the they're like the combination of uh, Coven, yeah, and Murder and, House, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they uh, the witches do that in that show like every episode. Someone cuts straight <laughs> down the middle of their hand, and the part of your hand that hurts the most that would be that would probably need stitches. That like you would never want to do, I guess, unless you had some super glue around. Uh, uh-huh. We learned from Poker Face, but yeah, yeah uh, everyone does that on TV. That's just how you cut your hand, I guess. Uh, so that's what's up with Lottie. Natalie in the past timeline, she finds like a big, uh, an, I don't know if this is an antler queen, mm. Latanya, but she finds an antlered creature. Yeah. That she is unable to bring back. That was hard to watch. That, that would have been a candidate in my book for generational wealth, wilderness oh, yeah. wealth. Latanya. Yeah, that would have been some be wilderness huge wealth. Huge wilderness wealth. But you have to imagine that thing was frozen and like however, whoever knows how many pounds, and yeah. the currents underneath there were probably so quick. Like I was worried when they didn't. Um, when they were digging in the ice and they hadn't already secured the antlers beforehand, I was like, oh, there's no way this is going to happen. And they're going to lose all that rope. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The rope is a sad loss. I think uh, they had to lose this thing so that they could continue eating each other. Feels also like the reason, (laughs) you know what I mean? Oh yeah. (laughs) I, I had no faith whatsoever that they were actually going to, and then they survived winter and lived happily ever after. You know? Yeah, yeah. I wish for them, I do, but I think the uh, the results have sort of revealed themselves in in that regard. Uh, in the modern timeline, uh, Natalie is just being like ride or die with Lisa. Like she went out yeah. into town with Lisa. And she's still like Natalie's still not leaving this compound, Latanya. She's like becoming like authentically kind of like a part of this thing, it feels like. Yeah, she is actually investing more of herself into the cult um, and in the compound and is forming relationships with people, uh, which always makes it more difficult to leave something. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, it. And we see her refuse a drink at the bar um, later in the episode that she could have had when they, but we did see her uh, spit a fish into a cup. (laughs) She did have a drink. (laughs) She did have a drink. So good for her. You think any Um, umami in uh, whatever, like Sir Gills the fourth or whatever that fish was named? The 14th Gilly. Thank you. The 14th Gilly. That's it. Yeah. Uh That has to be a terrible taste. Yeah, what just like fresh like goldfish with like the worst part is like goldfish like water, moving. you assume. Yeah, goldfish yeah. water. Yeah. I guess the moving of the fish is the worst part, but the goldfish water also I like the whole thing 
really made me want to gag. Yeah, uh, it was bad. It was pretty gross. In this show, they eat each other. And this <laughs> is like the grossest thing anyone's eaten on the this show. This is what we were upset about <laughs> this week. This is gross. Not, cross that off. Not you know? the summary cannibalism. But... I don't want to underline that. I want to cross that, cross <laughs> yeah. that off. Uh, we finally uh, see uh, Van in the modern day, Lauren yeah. Ambrose. Yay. Who I'm so happy that we can like say that now and not be like, oh, you spoiled Van as an adult. Listen, folks, Showtime did this. Uh, it was <laughs> it was announced months ago. So Lauren long Ambrose, ago. And like here we are trying to help everybody out. Like if you don't know, then you're not going to be the ones to tell you. But gosh, I've just been waiting to be like, OK, there's Lauren Ambrose. Yeah, uh, I'm glad that she's there. Um she and can't get away from shows where weird things get eaten. No, no. Uh, servant. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that the the Fishers ate some weird stuff also. Yeah. Um, I was is just that, happy is to that see what Tom is talking about when he says, I'm but a humble servant? Uh, <laughs> yeah. He lives in the house with the fake baby doll and everything. He does. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what he was talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love Lauren Ambrose, and I'm just happy that she is here finally. I think that she's like fantastic casting for Adult Van, and I am interested in seeing the part of Ty come out that feels safe with Van. Me as well, because I think that that part of Ty that feels safe with Van is also like the alternate Ty. Yes. It seems like yeah. that they have this relationship, so when we have had like the alternate tie that actually talks to us, right. It it's, it's tended to be with van. Uh, so I really hope that we're about to get that dynamic repeating itself. Me too. Yeah. Uh, but Lauren Ambrose, like obviously an icon, uh, yeah. has been terrific in everything, uh, since, yep. you know, uh, since frankly before six feet under what's the mm -hmm. college movie, the name that I'm forgetting. Can't hardly wait. That's it. You know, yeah, high uh, school. She's so great. I Is love her so much. She's instantly I, Van. I love her. I, I just I, it makes me happy when I see her um, on screen. And yeah, she is instantly Van. Like this casting is just so spot on. Yeah, this is about as good as it possibly could have gotten. I think like the similarities between Liv Houston and Lauren Ambrose, like mm -hmm. the the body language I thought was really there. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really excited to see what the dynamic is like with Tawny Cypress. Like that final moment was really loaded. It uh, was. Yeah. I, love, I love that she works at a video store called While You Were Streaming. Perfect. I, the, the idea that that, that uh, if you go to a certain part of the world, <laughs> that, <laughs> that that is something that is so retro that it would actually catch on and make money is hilarious. I'm the, thinking that place is called Williamsburg. Yeah, maybe it's possible. <laughs> uh, I love the building, though. Like the building itself yeah. is amazing. Yeah, it's great. Uh -huh. Did the Yellow Jackets get any kind of like Oceanic Six style settlement? You know, like I hope so. Did like, they have like the proverbial steel plate fall on their heads too? You would say yes, right? I would say yes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, th this plane company probably exists no more. So. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. What about the bear? I don't think anyone who saw that could call it a coincidence. Exactly. It all goes to show the only food we've had in months is thanks to Lottie. Then we should have a contest. Yeah? One on one, we both go out, just her and me, and then at the end of the day, we see who makes it back here with more food. 
All right. Well, Latanya, I think it is time to make these two shows fight each other, Natalie versus Lottie style. Let's mm. bring them into the PSR versus arena where we have many categories to sort through. These categories are the title card, which episode has the better name, the boar on the floor, the most shameful moment, the antler queen, who is the biggest boss of the week, piss mad or the i can't believe that <laughs> happened award the music of the night the best music each week we've got generational wealth we've got generational trauma we have most umami that certain it factor and we have the episode overall and latanya last week you added most heavily effing delayed and we decided in that moment that we would define that at a future date because it's consistent with the name of the category. I believe we have since defined this one, Latanya. Yes, we figured it out. It's the thing that makes you go, yes, finally. Yeah, like I've finally been waiting that for happened. that. Yes. yes, yeah. I think that that's great. I love that. I think there's a few candidates across both of these shows. Frankly, yeah, me too. For the most heavily effing delayed this week. Uh, the stakes heading in to the fourth week of Succession versus Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets had been winning. Uh, Yellow Jackets won the first two weeks, four to three in week one, five to four in week two. We got a pretty big victory for Succession in the Logan Roy sendoff episode six to two Succession to Yellow Jackets, which leaves us entering this episode 13 to 11 overall succession against Yellow Jackets. Let's see if succession can maintain or even extend its lead or if Yellow Jackets is going to close the gap, LaTanya. Mm. Very out. exciting. Very exciting. Let's start with the title card. Which episode has the better name? This episode of succession is called Honeymoon States. This episode of Yellow Jackets is called Old Wounds. I don't know why I like either of them. I know. That's like uh, one of these ones where it's like, okay, which one is like less a little bit, like, I don't know about boring in the case of succession. I just don't think like it was as relevant. No, it wasn't. The honeymoon states is funny because of Willa's delivery of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why I, I think that's where my vote is going. It's just, it's, it's terrible that uh, Connor has essentially purchased this woman. And uh, she doesn't even, she doesn't get the wedding she wants. She doesn't get the honeymoon she wants even. She's just going to go to a bunch of states that Connor needs to shore up his base in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, honeymoon states. I mean, so last time we talked, uh, like, I really loved Connor's wedding being the name of the the Logan send off yeah. because it's like, you know, sort of uh, as Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse might say, it's the rattlesnake in the mailbox. Like, it's the mm. thing that you didn't know was coming and it's wrapped in this totally different expectation. And so part of me, like, I talked about this on the live show that I like honeymoon states sort of, but also that it feels like it exists specifically for like, because it had to be on TV guide before we knew that <laughs> Logan was going to die, you know? So it feels like it's almost like named in a protective way. Still that feels a little less clever to me here in okay. week four, but also it's just old wounds. it's like, I, I expect more from you. Yellow jackets is almost how I feel. Cause yellow jackets titles are always pretty great. They are all are always pretty great. I mean, and this title makes you think about the fact that it's just Lottie opening up that same hand wound. Like she's yeah. grown into an adult, but she still hasn't learned not to cut her hand in that way. 
Yeah, she's still doing it. Uh, but I mean, like, I guess like the honeymoon's over, right? Is also <laughs> an idea here. Uh, all right, I'll give it to honeymoon states if that's where you're going. LTL, where I'm fo- going. I'll follow you. I'll follow you to the honeymoon states. All right, let's do it. What First is it? Blood. Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's right. Oh man, Michigan. Uh, <laughs> Pennsylvania, I think is where we end. Oh, I've been to all those states, and let listen, me tell you, <laughs> listen, they've got their things for sure. No, no, shade. that's true. I just don't know the that cheese, that's... the the Amish cheese in Wisconsin. Like, is it people good? Don't, it's so freaking good. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Oh my gosh, I had this um this one grocery store near my house. I lived in the suburb of Milwaukee for a while. Yeah. And um, I would go there just because they, that's where the Amish people sold their Swiss cheese. Okay. It was phenomenal. Okay. The good, cheese there is fantastic. Know. They know cheese. They know beer. They know hunting. Okay. All right. Well, then send them in with Natalie and Lottie. <laughs> no, seriously. Let them go for it. Let them fight. Uh, Born on the Floor, the most shameful moment. I have a couple of candidates that I'd like to toss out to you. Okay. Uh, I think that um, Shauna doing what she does with Callie is pretty shameful. Yeah. Like, I think that that's on the list for me for the Yellow Jacket side. I think maybe one of the most shameful things I have seen on Succession, and that says a lot, is like everything that happened with Carrie. Yeah, that was bad. That was hard to watch. <laughs> it was really hard to watch. That was like harder to watch than her uh, her reel. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with my arms watching this. Her... <laughs> it was bad. Her reel was very bad, but this was really bad. This was tough. This was really horrible. Like Colin's on his day off. He's got I know. his jeans. He's got his jeans on. He's looking at dog kid. without his person. <laughs> I, really, I really love the line, the line read from Jeremy Strong walking into the room. Colin has a kid. Just, I don't know why that kills me, but I thought it was really very funny. It's really good. Uh, but what's going on with Carrie is so bad and like her yeah. crying publicly and Marsha just like, uh, like, you know, eviscerating her there and like Roman being the human in the equation is yeah. very weird. It's all very odd and difficult to watch. And you just see Carrie like looking upstairs, like she wants to get like a one last glimpse at the life that she could have had. Yeah. But it's also, you know, if you are, a person in Carrie's position with a Logan Roy and you don't get a, a condo and B your bank account padded, then you have made some mistakes. My friend, these things should already exist. Right. Is what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. The tiny apartment that she's being sent to on taxi (laughs) to subway to tiny apartment. Like she should have like at least big apartment. She should at least be able to get an Uber to her yeah. condo. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think She's so. She's got a bag. Yeah. So it was really, really bad. But on Yellow Jackets, a mother confessed yeah. to murder to her daughter and absolutely made her an accomplice. Oh, no. It's it's worse. Like, her daughter now knows that she murdered a man. Huh. And she's asked her daughter to conceal that fact from everyone. 
And it seems like Callie's gonna, at least for now. Like, she's like, yeah, can I just chop some as cucumbers As long as she's chop, chopping those cukes, then, you know, she's not out there telling people that her mother murdered a man. So that feels bad to me. That yeah. feels really shameful. That's really shameful. Like, Shauna. What are you doing? What are you doing? That gets my vote. How about you? Yeah, me too. Yeah, okay. So it is a tie right now. Yellow Jackets one, succession one. Um, biggest boss of the week, the Antler Queen. Uh, should it be the Antler Kings, Latanya? Uh, long live the Antler King and the other <laughs> Antler King. That was great. That was great. <laughs> there were so many jokes in this episode. Like it's eminently rewatchable because of like all of the the jokes that per minute in the it episode. It was it was it was a real it wasn't a surprise, but it was nonetheless, nonetheless. It was a relief. <laughs> nevertheless. It was a relief, I think, to see that like Logan could die one week into the very next week. It could just be like totally succession-y about it. Uh like they were able to like really just like wield the comedy so quickly, I thought. Um, I think like clearly Kendall and Roman in would normally be like sharing the antler queen spot here, but yeah. does it just end up being Kendall because of the boss move by the end I, of the episode? I think it does. I meant immediately rewatchable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. But no, I do think that uh, it ends up being Kendall because he is, I mean, his father's complaints during his father's life was that Kendall wasn't a killer. Right. And we've seen some, you know, killer instinct out of Kendall before, but this is twisting the knife and smiling. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a killer. He is a killer. He's got his killer instinct and he's got props to go with it. We've uh, also seen this before. <laughs> yeah. um, like we know what happens to the stock price on Monday. You know what I mean? Right. Yes, for sure. Um, it's just fascinating, though, because like we've seen like Kendall in like sort of like the interim post. Uh, and this is ostensibly an interim post. But like the gleam in his eye, Latanya, like. This is a guy who wants the job forever, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, he, it's what, like Siobhan says, the, you know, the job is temporary so long as it is. Yeah. He, he wants this. He wants to tell everybody that it's just temporary and that it's something that, you know, until they come up with a better solution. But as far as Kendall is concerned, he is the solution. So we'll put Kendall in the Antler Queen category. And I i mean, unless we have like a really strong candidate in Yellow Jackets, I think he's going to get my vote. Um, who is the Antler Queen of Yellow Jackets this episode, you think? Hmm. I thought about Natalie. Yeah, either Natalie or Misty. Yeah, I think, you know, them's the breaks. You know, you go up <laughs> against Kendall Roy in the episode where he's like anointed the Antler King of Waystar yeah. Royco. I don't know that you've got a shot. Uh, yeah that so, this is uh, why i always say that women should not compete with men for things. yeah typically right you know yeah. i think that's definitely <laughs> clearly evidenced here in the psr arena <laughs> settled a big social debate we got one got one all right two to one succession to yellow jackets um Piss mad. The I can't believe that happened award yeah. uh you got some candidates here latanya Shauna told her daughter she murdered a man. <laughs> and then uh -huh. said, don't tell anyone, okay? Uh -huh. Like, Shauna! <laughs> what the hell? 
you got in your minivan and you drove over to that school to intercept your daughter before she went off to do God knows what with a cop. Uh-huh. And you did that only to drive her out into the middle of nowhere. I thought she was going to murder her child for mm, a second. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past her. Like, she drove out in the middle of nowhere to tell her that she killed a man. Yeah. I definitely think that there's a world where she would do it. Yeah. There is. We might live in that world. We might. I think it's possible. Uh, So that happens. The other thing that I thought about for, like, Piss Mad is, like, oh, Javi is alive. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about I totally forgot about. (laughs) So did everybody else. 18-year-old Javi coming back. That kid grew up. Yeah, did he brand Stark? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he walted real hard. He walted hard. Uh, so I can't believe that Javi walted back <laughs> into the show. Uh, most of what happened on Succession in this episode, like, I can thoroughly believe that these things happened. Like, these were, like, sort you of, like... You can believe the, that Shiv is pregnant? That would that was, like, the one. That was the one where, like, I was I was really, I was really surprised by that. Uh, like, that was, that was, like, something that on uh, a couple of the shows, like, Jess has been really outspoken of, like, that's just, like, a Reddit thing, and it's just because, like, Sarah's pregnant in real life and all uh-huh. of that stuff. Uh, and it turns out that it's true. Um, and I think, like, this is... This is going to be interesting to see, like, how how are we going to handle this show? Are you going to handle this deftly? Is this going to be additive? Is this I going to be reductive? So. I, uh, most shows, I'd be nervous. It yeah. is Succession, so I'm less nervous for, yeah. like, the quality of it. But It's going to be good. Um, it's going to be interesting, the types of conversations that it spurs as well, because, you know, it, it is just really hard to be a woman in that world and I mean, we we see that from the fact that like last week at the beginning of the episode, um, Brian Cox's character, sorry, Logan was going to fire Sid and Jerry, like right. the only two senior women other than uh, Carolina, Carolina that we see in the whole show. Yeah. So, you know, it's a really, really hard world to be in just period. But then when you are pregnant in that world and you have the most strained possible relationship with your husband i i that like had me with my mouth like my jaw was on the floor yeah. but i don't know how to choose between that and shauna telling her daughter that she murdered a man yeah both of those moments i was just like what yeah yeah, there it's it's really hard to pick. We could circle back if we want to. Okay. Uh, if we don't feel like we can make a call right now. Can you make a call, you think? Uh gosh. I think I think um, you know, honestly, at this point, maybe I can believe that Shauna <laughs> would have told <laughs> Callie what she did. Yeah. Uh, and I think I did believe that we would eventually find out about Javi, but I'm like kind of surprised that it turns out that like He's just been living out there, apparently. He so, looks like, fine. Yeah. Also, like he looks, he doesn't look weather beaten like the girls and stuff no. for some way. For whatever uh reason that mossy tree yeah. as the snow melting is the reason that Javi is alive. You think what do we think is in there? Is like a like a silo, nuclear silo, a bunker? Yeah, another hatch. Um, methane gas pockets. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> But warm. Yeah. But warm. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I think I'm going to vote for Shiv, I think is what I will do. I'm, yeah, I think so too. Okay. Uh, all right. We're in lockstep. Uh, Shiv. So uh, you're good. 
Uh, three points. <laughs> three points succession. Your one Kindle's point. not bad. Uh, you know, I've uh, been uh, working on it for, um, you know, a couple of weeks. Uh, music of the night. It's time for the music of the night. Music battle. Well, Tanya, did you know about the Alanis Morissette cover of No Return that okay. was happening on this week's episode of Yellow Jack? I didn't know it was going to happen, but when the song started playing, I was like, this is a different version of the song. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I would be offended if I made No Return originally, and then like really the only major difference is that Alanis more like it's not even like an acoustic cover. No. Like the instrumentation isn't really particularly different. It's, it's just Alanis Morissette. Like I've been, hey Showtime, hey President Showtime, you got something you want to tell me? Is there a problem here? I wonder if they're gonna just keep that one now. I mean. <laughs> Like, that would be worse. It's so if, offensive. If it wasn't just a one-off, you know. I, I would guess... be, like, devastatedly hurt. I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wild Yeah, Craig moment. Wedren and Anna Waronker, who are the uh, uh, credited as part of the, the musicians of the, mm-hmm. of the score of this show. Um, yeah, I'd be very sad to have been erased like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd be flattered on one hand to be, like, tributed and feted by Alanis Morissette. Yes. But then also, like, you couldn't just, like, do it a little different. <laughs> I felt real close. And yet, it was great. I it was really it. It was good. I, I was like, I don't, at first, I didn't know who it was. I definitely had to look it up. Yeah. But I was like, this is a new song, or the same song, but this is a, a cover of this yeah. song. Same song, but different. It but not immediately different knew much. that. And yeah. then it was it was really cool and eerie when they played a version of it when uh, in like the Lottie mall was vision? in the mall. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, the music of Yellow Jackets wins this week. I think like you get Alanis Morrison on your show, and it's like hard not to vote for Alanis for me. Did you hear the the music that played over the closing credits though for Succession? Very good. Oh my god. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Is that your vote? It is. Okay. I think we're going to cancel that then. Yeah. I just how do I I can't. You you I can't I, do it. My heart wants to go with Atlantis. Maybe it should. It's your I'll call. Go for I don't I don't need to I'm not I'm not trying to thumb on the scale. This is your choice. I thumb on the scale you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> It's a mutually like thumb on the scale type of relationship thumb. that we've got, Latanya. Uh, all right, are we are we waiting this to Alanis then? Yeah, I think so. Okay, Alanis, we're, we're more set in it. We're more. I'm more set in, in voting this way now that you said it. Yeah, I, I was feeling a little less a set, but now I feel more set in my decision. We both made some bad choices on this <laughs> podcast today. Every day. <laughs> Uh, okay, generational wealth. So there's two things at play here for me. One is that Walter is a multimillionaire, <laughs> which is such a surprise. I guess we didn't spend any real time talking about his his eating habits. Uh, so like strange food yeah. choices in this episode. We have uh, eating a goldfish to save a goldfish. Uh-huh. And then we have like Walter's like meticulous like what was this like pancake burritos that he was making is that right yeah i it it looked like ham with some eggs in there yeah. and maybe a piece of sausage and then uh some syrup and some mustard wow yeah i guess i shouldn't <laughs> knock it until i try it but wow uh, you, no don't try that that might be the like can we go back to the piss mad category <laughs> 
I think that might be it. Uh, but Walter's so casually talking about, yeah, I got, got $6 million. I got a thing dropped on my head. Uh, I think that that's some generational wealth that he is. Uh, he stands to, to distribute to his future progeny with uh, Misty, potentially, depending on I where mean, this I goes. Hope, I hope with Misty, they're like the same. They are. They are. I love them together. I, really I love do. them so much together. They both use an alias when they check into the hotel. A show about a spy. Yeah. And they and then they they both love show tunes. Yeah. They're adorable you, together. You know what else happens this week across these two shows is Connor Roy says, I'd love to buy the house. And Marsha says, yeah, I'd be looking at between 60 and 70 million. And Connor says, this is 63 million. And Marsha says, done. Yeah. And they spit shake on it. And it's done. Yeah. That's wealthy. <laughs> that is wild to me. Yeah. I, I'll be looking for anything between 60 and 80 millions. Millions, <laughs> yes, yes. I loved that too. It's so good. I'm I'm so happy to have Marsha back. I can't tell I, you. Yeah, Marsha being back will come up later. Yeah, trust me. Okay. Now on this podcast. Uh huh. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Great. We'll get there. <laughs> I, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> figured it out. Podcast? Figured it out. Figured no. it out. No. Yeah. I think I figured it out. I'm going to talk about it with Mike on the Barry podcast. Got it. Okay. Everybody be really confused. Fair enough. Let's do it there. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> I mean, the $6 million stack against $63 million, Connor Roy would certainly say no. That's like weakest strongman at the circus stuff is what he Listen, I'm not going to say no to either of these amounts of money. Yeah. Give them right. to me. Like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. If I had $6 million... Y'all would never hear from me again. <laughs> that would be it. I would be out. I'd be like, thank you. Yeah, what would you do? You just like hang out, watch shows? Yeah. 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 On like a thousand televisions? Oh, just the largest television. Like a television around the room. Yeah. That sounds nice. Yeah. But like in Barbados. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, all right. Well, are we, do we feel one way or the other over the generational wealth? Well, $63 million is just more than it's $6 just million. It's just a little more. It's just a little more. I think it goes to succession. I think it goes like, to succession. Honestly, you, you can spit shake on a $63 million purchase. Just the, here's to avoiding brokerage fees. Yeah. What? Yeah. So the generational trauma category, I think like the cross versus underlined debate that that, uh, you know, yeah. creates would be the candidate on succession for me. And then once again on Yellow Jackets, oh Shauna <laughs> tells her daughter that she's committed a murder and that's like a choice she made. And, and then like told her husband about it. Yeah. Like what? Like these are like decisions that were born out of deep trauma, LT, and uh -huh. also are like inflicting deep trauma as well. So yeah. it's like double trauma. Drama. <laughs> trauma, drama. Trauma, drama. For sure. Um, I, I could be swayed either way, I think. I think both of these are pretty traumatic from like a generational point of view. That's very true. Having your father from the grave taught you with, whether or not he wants you to take over his company. Yeah. Like he's been taunting you for years. That's rough. Yeah. I mean, that that was the central beef. Like that happened in episode one yeah. of the whole series. Yeah. And even from the grave, he's doing this. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think that that's a pretty good argument. Succession nice. gets another one. It's happening. Succession. I just also feel like we kind of already voted on the Shauna tells her daughter. Sure, yeah, I think that that's fair. It's like, how much can Shauna... I mean, well, Logan's death like, oh. stood for a lot, but that was like yeah. seismic. Um, okay, the most umami, the certain it factor. <laughs> uh, for me on Yellow Jackets, it is that like... It's that yellow- fish. It's the, well, the, fish, the fish is a really good pick. The fish is a really good pick. I was going to say for me, it's like that something stupid montage that Yellow Jackets uh, dabbles in the saw for, for a minute. The, the Misty and Walter thing. That it's was like good. Walter's golden face mask is pretty umami to me. <laughs> you know what I could go without on TV? See, and, and both of these shows had it this week. Seeing mm-hmm. people brush their teeth. Yeah, you could be done with that. I don't like it. I don't, yeah. I don't like in real life. I don't want anyone to see me brush my teeth. I don't it's want to see anyone. Act. Yeah, I don't want to see anyone brush their teeth. Yeah, it's like sort of like like hardcore, like the hardcore porn of mundane acts <laughs> is like brushing your teeth on television. It's like, I think I'm not old enough to watch that. I know. I hate it. I don't think it. I'm supposed to see that without a warning. I hate it. Pretty sure this is TVMA. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, well, that's stuff that we talked about. Uh <laughs> What's the it factor on Succession for you this week? Um, the most umami? Probably yeah. those grapes that Willa's mom dropped on the floor. Just a <laughs> yeah. whole discussion about how she knows she can go back, right? Her yeah. plate is groaning. Yeah. I got to imagine. With that fish taco that Tom yeah, had. With, the yeah, Tom taco. got his melancholy everywhere. Is yeah. that is melancholy umami? Probably. Yeah. I feel like whatever Walter made for breakfast. <laughs> just like Even you, more so than the goldfish? Well, I mean, add the goldfish to it if you want. Yeah. But I feel like the amount of like different flavors that Walter tossed together. I know. I just don't know how I can vote against Yellow Jackets for having that certain it factor for me this week. I'll, I, let, I'll let you sway me on that one. Yeah. I, I was just like, this is disgusting. Like Misty <laughs> is sitting there just eating a grapefruit. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and she looks over and to her disgust and hours, this is occurring. Yeah. It's, it's like a war crime. It's nasty. It's nasty. Misty's like immediately like, okay, we got to talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that I don't have to watch this anymore. Uh, all right. The most heavily effing delayed category, Latanya. Yeah. Is, has Marsha checked in? Yes. Marsha's checked the in. The return of Hyema Boss. She's here. Freaking finally. The biggest Abbas of the week. Uh-huh. Yeah. Antler Queen showing up. Marsha. Marsha would be a great Antler Queen on Yellow oh my Jackets. Gosh. Like there'd be no one left. Yeah. Eat him, you know? <laughs> no, you go get her to eat him. Yes. Yeah. I feel like she would really shot call this in a terrifying way. She she really would. And she would have all of the minions like doing her, her duty as she sat on the throne. Yeah. I think on Yellow Jackets, there's two candidates. Javi comes to mind. Yeah. Like, wow. Okay. Finally got him. But then like we had to wait four weeks to get Lauren Ambrose's van. It's been killing me. Oh, okay. See, I even had a different one than that. What do you have? That we were one step closer, finally, to the Misty and Walter ship. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I like the other two that you have better. Yeah. Uh do you where how do you feel about them in in contrast to Marsha showing? Do you think now Marsha like is Marsha back? Like, is Marsha back in, like, a narratively impactful way, do you think? Like, do you think that Marsha's going to wreck some shit? 
I'm trying to remember. Did they sign the trust? I think they did. So that means that upon his death, unless he got this changed in the last however many weeks, and we know he didn't do a lot with his lawyer, um, that she gets a double board vote, right? So at the very least, in the season three, in the early going of season three, when she goes to the Balkans uh, to meet with <laughs> Logan while he's hunkered down in the Balkans, yeah. uh, that there are like amendments that are made. Uh, mm -hmm. So like Marsha may be showing up here with some serious firepower and she is certainly like commanding the situation here at the house. At the house, yeah. That yeah. she sold. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that's why we get Greg like sidling up to her so yeah. much because now she's got some power, some juice. I can't imagine her just that being the last that we see of her. I certainly hope not. Uh, really hope not. Um, I've been, I've been really, really excited to, to get her back on the show. Hopeful mm -hmm. and the shopping in Milan forever felt like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Done that, they just wrote her off. Yeah. I guess Carrie's going shopping in Milan forever. <laughs> forever. Uh, actually okay. no yeah maybe not because <laughs> she didn't get any money out of that arrangement and just, I will never understand people she's going online shopping in her small apartment <laughs> forever um, okay so Marsha versus either Javi or Lauren Ambrose's debut as adult van where are you leaning we have been waiting a long time for Lauren Ambrose I agree I agree I mean, I'm thrilled to have Marsha back. And I'm it has so happy been, to have her back. It has been heavily effing delayed. Uh, but, like, I feel like the arrival of Adult Van took a really long time. A lot long, longer maybe. than I expected. Yeah, I thought that that maybe was going to be, like, an episode one thing. Mm -hmm. uh, as in a Phantom Menace. <laughs> but instead, it was an episode four. It was, episode four. It was a new hope. Um <laughs> Episode overall, Latanya, Honeymoon States versus Old Wounds. Which one gets your vote? Uh, my vote goes to Honeymoon States. Okay, I you just, want to talk it through? Yeah, for me, this was a masterful episode of television from the sweeping shots that we get to the intimate close-ups and the pairings of the twosomes and conversation with each other using the different rooms the way that they did uh, in order to like break people apart from one another, but then still have it, excuse me, still having the elevator be kind of the central point of action Yeah, where people like come and go. I loved this episode of television so much. Like I did yeah. instantly just like I, I watched it. I watched the, the, like after the episode thing. And then I immediately rewound Hit it. play. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Succession will do that to you. I I really cannot reiterate enough. I I loved this episode of Yellow Jackets. I yeah. thought it was terrific. I thought it was so funny. Uh, the Misty and Walter stuff is killing me. I'm so intrigued now with Adult Van in the mix. I'm increasingly terrified of Shauna. Uh, the the show is is working for me uh, this week in a big way. Succession, I do think, like delivered like another Hall of Famer episode for me as well. Uh, it so, did it. Like I was surprised yeah. that it it did it. You know. Yeah, that's a. Re I mean, like think about like, uh, you know, when Game of Thrones would do these like huge episodes, like the next episodes would always be like a little bit of like a come down yeah. and like a catch like your a breath, talky, like very like going from place to place kind of episode. Yeah. 
And I mean, this is not different in that sense, right? Because it's like a very talky episode. I guess they don't go to a lot of different places. They're really located on the one. But that's something that so Succession does so well is when they're like hyper-located. Uh, and I think that like rightly, I've seen some reactions from people being like, I think I liked this episode better than last week's. Yeah, like, I, 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 th- I feel that way. I think that's I fair. I get episode. it. Yeah. Um, so I'm with you. Honeymoon States uh, takes it for me as well. Ends up being decently close, but Succession is going to win its second week in a row. Six to four against Yellow Jackets. That leaves us at 19 to 15 succession versus yellow jacket succession extends its lead latanya mm. by two wow yeah it did it it did that thing it uh, did it so there you go uh succession taking it for the second week in a row beating out yellow jackets so it's two to two week to week at this point lt this is a really exciting podcast, honestly. Uh, for everyone listening, I hope that you all think that that is the case. Yeah. Um, I I love doing this every week. And I think that these shows, like the fact that they this week each featured a competition, like they're so much closer in terms of plotting yes. um, than we would have ever thought that they could be. Yeah. And it's really, we're not just like tilting at windmills here. Like these are, these shows are like in lockstep with each other in a lot of ways. And they're really decently matched. I'm always tilting at windmills, to be honest with you. It's just, I'm always like looking up. I'm like, hey, pretty tall. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, that is week four in the books. I agree that this podcast is so much fun to do every week, which is why I'm so sad that I won't be here next week. LaTanya, I'm missing week five of Succession and Yellow Jackets. So heading in to the Versus Arena with you next time is Jess Sterling is going to be joining you on the Versus podcast. Can we do like a shadow versus of like, who did you like on Versus more? Me versus Jess. No. Don't tell her that I said it. <laughs> Don't tell her. She certainly uh, won't be listening to this podcast to no, hear you say it. No way. Yeah, she is. She's not she Kevin. Definitely. Yeah, she's, she's not, not Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> she's not Kevin. So uh, Kevin Tan, uh, I look forward to listening in on next episode of Succession versus Yellow Jackets. The Yellow Jackets episode next is Two Truths and a Lie. Sad to miss an episode called that. Uh, yeah. Succession's episode is called Kill List. Uh uh oh. <laughs> that sounds bad. We uh, know they're going to a beautiful location next week. And yeah, we're gonna like get a scars guard involved. Seems like it. Yeah. And often when a scars guard's involved, so too is a kill list, I feel like. Seriously. Uh, these two things kind of follow each other. Uh so follow Latanya at LK Starks on the mean Twitter streets. Latanya, give us some shouts of what you got going on. The Twitter streets really are mean these They're days. They're so mean. They're bad. It's wild out it's there. Good. It's not good. Um, so the uh, Connect, uh, brought to you by the We Got Y'all crew, has been your plug for Snowfall. And we are entering the final episode of the series, uh, which is wild. And that also means that we need to figure out what we're going to cover next. So uh, please tune in for Snowfall and let me, Mari, and Chappelle know um, what it is that we should do next. What We've gotten a couple suggestions, um, and we're always looking for more. So you can email us at connect at postshowrecaps.com. We also just finished up Swarm, and uh, it was a We Got Y'all uh, 
like reunion really because Chappelle joined Mari and me um, to talk about the final two episodes of that show. So if you have not had a chance to check it out yet, but you liked Atlanta, then you should definitely uh, go watch Swarm on Amazon Prime and then check out me and Mari's podcast covering that. Um, oh, hi, Barry. Um, <laughs> Mike Bloom and I are doing the final season of Barry. And I am just so excited that I get to say that. It's very, very uh, happy making for me. So we're just having fun. We talked about episodes one and two uh, last Sunday, and we're releasing those pretty much as soon as possible after the episode comes out. Um, I am also working with DM Philly and Brendan Fitzpatrick talking you all through The Mandalorian, which is also about to have its final episode. Ending this week. Yeah, I mean, as people yeah. are listening to this, it's probably either out or almost out. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do without Dan and Grogu in my life uh, for such a long time, but I guess I'll find out and keep talking through it. So check us out there. And then finally, I'm over at Rehap uh, covering Top Chef with Haley Strong and Kurt Clark. Uh, we had Chef Jim. How's Jim's pod- doing? He's great. He he was a debater. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't he, know that. He and I know a lot of the same people, it turns Oh, that's out. cool. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was awesome. We talked about Weta Mitchell, who's also like a... The, the debate to Chef Pipeline is strong. <laughs> yeah. Is that your next act? Uh, not mine, but... <laughs> <laughs> Be Freaky Friday with Emily Fox, baby. Oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. Um, so yeah, follow me as the man says on the Twitter Mean Streets at LK Starks. Follow me on Instagram at Stormborn1222. Or I'm just like keep enough mischief mostly. And mayhem. Um mm. Mischief and Mayhem happening here on Post Show Recaps, whether it's the Succession or Yellow Jackets podcasts or the PSR versus Arena. A couple other things to tell you about. If you like the spooky stuff from Yellow Jackets, might I mention from the MGM Plus show starring Harold Perrineau that it's now having podcast coverage here on Post Show Recaps. Season 2 is happening April 23rd. DM Philly and I are talking about from I love that show. This is very scary, mm-hmm. horrifying nightmare lost is basically the pitch. If you like lost, but it lacked a few nightmares for you, check out from it. I think it might have what you need. And speaking of lost, uh, Damon Lindelof has a new show dropping this week. Mrs. Davis on Peacock. It is basically impossible to define. It is one of those, you got to watch it and figure it out for yourself types of shows. Mm -hmm. But there's podcast accompaniment. Myself, Mike Bloom, and the great Joe Garfine are going to be talking to you through Mrs. Davis. Four episodes dropping on April 20th on Peacock. And we will have an episode recap every single day from 420 until we are done with episode four. And then we, like the show itself, shall go on the weekly schedule talking about Mrs. Davis. So all of those shows can be found in their own individual feeds, whether it's postyourrecaps.com slash from the RSS link for that show or postyourrecaps.com slash Davis is the RSS link for Mrs. Davis. But they both live on the down the hatch feed as well. If you want to get some more Mike Bloom shenanigans into your life, that's a very good way to do such a thing. Uh, LT, anything Anything else? Anything else you want to get into? Here? I'm just here to be a humble servant, really. Uh, yeah, well, same here. We are but your humble podcast servants trying to guide you through your day with a smile on your face uh, and hopefully not a nefarious one like the <laughs> smile Kendall gives Hugo at the end of this week's succession. 
We have reached the end of week four of Succession versus Yellow Jackets, to which I say, buzz off!